You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Drink it in now. <laughs> Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, uh. Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, it is Friday here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, I'm your host Eric Goker, you guys know what it is, we're here talking Lions twice a week, yes, we know it's been a tough season, we know they're struggling, but we got lots to talk about, and you gotta stay tuned, cause we're giving like a Detroit sports review today, we're definitely gonna talk about the Lions, there'll be some rants, some humor, some different sound bits mixed in, you gotta stay tuned, and I can only do that with one of my great buddies, he comes on the show, he's always got takes, opinions, uh, loves all of Detroit sports, and that's the one and only Choppy Chop, Chops, you're here on a Friday, you better bring the noise, how you doing this week? Oh, okie doke. It's always good to be back on the Kool-Aid cast. And I got to tell you, the people are, are should be thankful that I'm here on a Friday uh, and not on last Monday or Wednesday show uh, after the just absolute debacle of the sports weekend we had uh, this oh. past weekend. But uh, hey, th- that was last weekend and we're here to this weekend. And uh, I think, listen, I can promise you the Lions will not lose this week. They they will not. I mean, again, this is the Kool-Aid cast. We try to drink it in. Drink it in. Uh... Be a little positive. We'll get into them. You got to wait. Stay tuned for some Lions takes we have. And again, it was it was tough on Saturday. It was real ugly on Sunday. If you want to hear about that, if you want to hear me rant and rave and go crazy, you can listen to the Wednesday show or me and Stefan, the king of all bros, bro, bro, bro. We, we broed it up and we talked sports and I went crazy on that show, which I might do on this show as well so choppy let's start out with this this might get me going i think you got a little heat about this as well right before we got recording here i mean the smuggest of the smug (laughs) number 12 over there in mozzarellaville comes down with covid said he was immunized or he used some ridiculous word trying to skate around it this guy's he just he's a thinks he's above the law above the rules he's breaking all the protocols this guy should never play football again this season in my opinion but it's classic smug activity from number 12 aaron Rodgers with the green bay packers don't you think Oh, gosh, man. You know, Okri, I'm so happy that we're kicking the show off with this 
with A-hole Rodgers, man, because I can't stand A.A. Ron to begin with. And then, you know, the guy's just, like you said, you, you know, he's smug, he's arrogant, uh, you know, the we still own you BS in Chicago and, all, you know, all these stupid things, you know, the guy, the, I wish the guy would just stop playing football and go, you know, be the host of Jeopardy and sail off into the sunset with his damn California hair slicked back <laughs> Bull, bull baloney malarkey <laughs> and uh you know and yeah look dude so then to top it all off this week we find out that mr aaron Rodgers tests positive for covid and oh by the way because he is not vaccinated he's out for 10 days but guess what he has been fronting that he was vaccinated slash what did he say immunized or whatever the hell term he used to be around it and that he's been not following all the covid protocol the whole damn season so you know it, this just speaks to the arrogance of the green bay packer organization of course they know he didn't have the shot of course they know he's supposed to be following the mass policy inside the limiting around other uh groups within the team have they been enforcing it on the guy no they haven't so guess what in my personal opinion, boom, $2 million fine on the team, violation of COVID protocol, and Aaron Rodgers needs to be suspended at least 25% of the season. I mean, maybe more. You know, uh, some knucklehead in the NFL or NHL did this, uh, Evander Kane, and, uh, you know, faked a vaccine card, and the guy got, what, 25, 30 games? They gave him, like, uh, almost a quarter of the season. Aaron Rodgers needs to be out for at least four weeks. It's just total malarkey. Here's the thing, Choppy. Like, this is classic this guy. This is classic smug individual mentality. This guy thinks he can just say whatever he wants. Oh, I'm smarter than everyone. I'll word um I'll wordplay everything. Everything's got a triple meaning. I mean, this guy grew his hair out and looked like an idiot for six to eight months for a Halloween costume. What is he, seven years old? That's ridiculous. This guy just continues on and off the field to show what a clown he is, how much he thinks he's better than everyone, how he thinks he can just do whatever he wants and nothing will be uh, thought about him. Chappie, if I got to sum this guy up in words, I mean, this guy's pompous. He's arrogant. He's aloof. Oh, did I mention smug? He's petulant. He's precocious. I'd call him entitled. Did I mention how smug he is? He's a whiner. He's stuck up. He's a two-faced. He's disingenuous. He's a son of a Man, if if I just had a soundbite that I could play from now on just to sum this guy up so I don't ever have to talk about him again, hopefully he leaves football for the rest of his life, it might sound something like this. You pompous, stuck-up, snot-nosed, giant, twerp, scumbag. Exactly. That's Aaron Rodgers, Chobby. I hope they throw the book at him. I can't wait till he rides off into the sunset and goes and lives under a bridge like he matches his hair and his horrible beard he's trying to grow out. And I never see him again. Like, this is ridiculous. If it was anybody else, they would get a big old uh, suspension, bunch of issues. Instead, the NFL is going to gloss over this because it's the Packers and they love the Packers. It's Aaron Rodgers. He gets every call on Sunday. Why would he not get away with this too? Ridiculous. Yeah, it's it is. I mean, it's the Packer fandom love. I can't stand it. It drives me nuts. You know, if the, you know damn well if this would have happened to the Lions, you know, immediately 
there would have been fines and levies and suspensions and you know all that but no it's the packers so you know they're going to take their time they're going to go through the process and then you know they're going to give them some teeny little slap on the wrist and you know it, it's just ridiculous and i man i, I just can't stand this guy let's and, just say you know, this. just get your damn shot how hard is that man you're you're putting your team this is a, a perfect example of a guy putting his damn self before his whole freaking team and um you know I'm just over it. Exactly. We might get to that later in our uh, Detroit Sports Roundtable. But let, let me just sum it up with this. No one cares how many touchdowns you have, how many Super Bowls, how many wins you have. Everyone says, oh, well, who cares? Aaron Rodgers, he's better than anyone on the Lions. Oh, he can, that doesn't mean he can do whatever he wants, especially in a pandemic, especially when there's rules and protocols. So the Lions might not have as many W's, many, uh, as good of a quarterback right now, but the Lions players and quarterback definitely aren't this. You pompous. Stuck up, nose, giant, twerp, scumbag. <laughs> exactly. That's you, Aaron Rodgers. All right, Choppy, let's keep it moving. We got so much to get to in this show. Before we like start, we're going to break down. Look, I'm going to give you a little my take on the Pistons. Choppy's got the wings covered. We're going to get to Michigan, football, hockey, basketball, and then we're going to end with the Lions. But Choppy, before I get to that, everybody knows you're on Twitter at Chops in the D. And last time you came on, there was this new fad, this new thing going crazy. I mean, it was trending. It was going nuts. And it was called hashtag choppy likey. Now, here's the thing. I made it a bit on the show. We had fun with it. I've seen you put it out a few times. It, it's actually kind of horrible, but that's why I like it. It's so goofy that it's great. <laughs> so I want to know, is choppy likey still a thing? And what's hashtag choppy likey right now for you in sports, in life, on Twitter, anywhere? Oh, is it a thing? Okay, have you been on the Twitter machine lately? I mean, I'm pretty sure that Choppy Likey was like top ten trending like last week. Did you I, not? I think see I it? did see it. How do you miss there, that, right? man? Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to send the link to you. Yeah, hell yeah, Choppy Likey is a thing, and uh, yeah, that's exactly right. It's gimmicky, <laughs> it's corny, and that's why it's freaking amazing. And um, uh, you know, that chops in the D, of course, you know. Other people call me Chops, Choppy, Sir Chops a lot, you know. So I, I thought Choppy and Likey, they go together. And um, look, I, I strictly use it for things Detroit sports that Choppy Likey. <laughs> it's so, so bad. It's so bad. It's good, everybody. So like when, when Chops actually has a good podcast, which I don't know if he's had yet here on the show, make sure you hashtag Choppy Likey. When he puts out something about the Red Wings, which is like every day, all day, Give him hashtag choppy likey as a return tweet, retweet, whatever you got to do. Give this man a follow at chops in the D. There you go. There we go. Thanks for the plug. Appreciate it. Hey, choppy likey that plug. <laughs> hashtag choppy likey. Absolutely. I, I, I uh, choppy likey this show so far. So, all right, let's keep it moving. Now, here's the thing. Like, let, let me get into my Pistons right now to start off this uh, Detroit sports roundtable. The Lions are on a bye week. We still got hot takes on them, which we'll get to at the end. But here's here's my thoughts on the Pistons, man. Uh, Kate Cunningham's been hurt, everybody. It's like two games in, and people are going crazy. The reason they're going crazy is because he's hurt, and then he played one or two games now. He hasn't been very good. People are second-guessing. I don't know what it is about Detroit. Guy doesn't come out, and he's not a Hall of Famer from day one. People want to run him out of this town. Calm down. Guy's going to be a ball player. He's a great leader, great person. I have no worries. Now, it might take longer than some of you out there expected. You thought he hit the floor and we'd win, you know, 50 games. 
I don't see that happening. They've really been playing bad ball. Now, now here's the thing, Choppy. I, I got this guy named Sadiq Bay. I mean, the guy shoots. He, he looks like he's 40 years old. He's got a sweet game. He's got those old Mark Aguirre tights that he wears under the shorts. I mean, I just want to say it's all about Sadiq Bay Bay. Hey, Bay Bay. Some of you will get that. That's Adam Cole, baby's music, but it's all about Sadiq, baby. And I think this guy is a great player for the city. I, I like him a lot. Now, Choppy, I know you don't have big piston takes, but I want to bounce this one off you. They're calling Isaiah Stewart, big fellow in the middle. He's basically like Big Ben uh, reincarnated. They're calling him Beef Stew. <laughs> this is really catching on. I guess he likes it now. He hashtag uh, Choppy Likey's this nickname. Like, I don't know. I really don't like it when I hear it during the game. We got Blaha every other play calling him Beef Stew. Beef Stew with the rebound. Beef Stew kicks it out. Like, are you on board with this or, or no? Uh, beef Stew. I mean, <laughs> like, really? Like, I, that doesn't even flow off the tongue, man. It's like, hey, uh, let's just call him Beef Stroganoff. Like, what? Like, what? I know. Beef it's stew. only. I don't even know what that means. Like, does that mean he's like, Thick and sloppy and like what? What the hell? I, no, that's terrible. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Don't like <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't like it either. His last name is obviously Stewart, so there's the stew. He's a big, you know, he's getting bigger and bulkier, and he does all the dirty work down in the in the middle and rebounds. But beef stew. I mean, wh- when's anybody been named off named after a, a soup in, in any sport? I mean, wh- what do we? Uh, is there a clam chowder out there that I'm unaware of? Like this is a horrible nickname. I it's, I mean, again, if I have to take it upon myself. I will put it in the old memory bank, come up with something better, but I am not a fan of this beef stew nickname. And here's my other thing. Killian Hayes, the dude we got from Europe. I mean, is this guy a trash or a treasure? I mean, is this guy broke or smoke? I want to know, is this guy a Euro step waiting to happen? Or is he a misstep? Because every time I watch Killian Hayes, I know the guy's like 18, 19 years old, whatever he is. Um, Okay, he's got a horrible jump shot. He makes a couple plays here or there. He should be able to dish the ball. I have real concerns about if this guy can play ultimately at the NBA level the way that everyone hoped. I wasn't a fan of the draft pick when they made it. I haven't seen what I want to see. To me, Killian Hayes is a guy that really needs to come along when it comes to shooting the basketball and doing some things if the Pistons are going to be where they at. So Pistons are struggling right now, but I still think they're going to be good once Cade and these other guys come together. And once I get Isaiah Stewart a good nickname. There you go. There's your Pistons recap. Choppy, what do you got on the wings? I'm going to throw the hockey to you. You're my hockey insider. Do what you do. Well, hey, before I get into that, maybe I need to uh, put a call into Tony uh, French Onion Soup Parker and see if I can, you know, see if I can get some takes on the Pistons there. Hey, Spurs. <laughs> just awful. Just, I, I just, I, I'm sorry. I couldn't even, that was, I couldn't even say that with a straight face. Anyway, let's get to let's get to an actual you know something that the 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 fans in Detroit ha- are getting hype about, and that's our Detroit Red Wings, man. Um, I mean, there's so much to talk about with this team. Uh, we're on a little bit of a skid right now, um, you know, a couple game losing streak here, but uh, I mean, they're currently fifth in their division, which is you know way better than expectations. They've been competing every night, and uh, you know they're just in such a good spot. Um, you know, we've got two amazing rookies that are, uh, you know, leading the rookie campaign for rookie of the year with Mo Saida. 
and Lucas Raymond. And, uh, you know, I think most, yeah, most cider was named NHL, uh, rookie of the month for the month of October, which is just straight stud kids gotten eight points in his first nine games, which is a, a record on a bunch of different levels. And, uh, man, these two kids are just, you know, they're just ripping it up. And, uh, I mean, I, I you know, I was watching some tape breakdown after, uh, I believe it was the Maple Leafs game and this kid, uh, most, no, most cider just is so poised and calm. You know, they were like some people were saying he's like the best defenseman on the ice and the guy's like a teenager and, uh, you know, he's, he's in game eight or nine and it's just ridiculous. This kid's ceiling is amazing um, where he's going to be a Red Wing for years to come. And we, I just love it. So, uh, you know, two, so obviously that's two exciting things to look forward to to the wings this year. Um, I'm, I'm really expecting him to make a nice playoff push. Their goalies have been fantastic. Uh, with with Nettie and Grice, um, you know they're and the big thing for me is they're just they're in every game, right? They're they're in every game. I think they have one blowout loss to Montreal, and it was like it was at Montreal. Bertuzzi was out because hey, let's talk about another guy who won't just get his damn vaccine so he can play in Canadian games. But uh, you know, look, they're they're rolling, uh, and they are going to be making a playoff push. So I like it, and it's exciting. And not to mention, they still have Verona, who's um, injured for the next two or three months. And so when he comes back, I mean, their top nine is just going to be sick. There's a little of that red Detroit Kool-Aid for everybody out there. Drink it in, everybody. Drink it in. <laughs> now, before we move on, Chaps, I want to I wanna do this. We just talked about a horrible nickname. I'm looking at this roster and some of the guys you ran down. I think we got some great nicknames. First of all, keep it out of the netty. I mean, just it just it just works on so many levels. I mean, the guy's an absolute monster in the net. I know he's had a few struggles here or there. I'm a little surprised your optimism because they haven't been putting up the W's. Still don't have it totally together like you would hope. But again, I appreciate the Kool Aid takes on on them and and him. But but keep it out of the netty is incredible. That guy's gonna be a great goalie for us for years to come. And we got to young kid in the pipeline that'll be coming along that's a ball player and and do you remember we had mo wagner on the michigan wolverines hoop team choppy you remember that oh yeah mo wagner you gotta get wagner i know i got a buddy named wagner it's always confusing but like there was nothing better than just being at a game or something. You know, come on, Momo. Let's go, Momo. Like, that's a just a great name. So that's already Mo Cider for me. He's Momo. And then, like, is it just me or do we have Bert and an Ernie on the Detroit Wed- Red Wings? Do I have that right? Oh, hell yeah. We got a Bert and an Ernie. <laughs> okay. That, uh, that's yeah, that's yeah. odd. We're rolling and they're both left wingers. <laughs> Okay, that's that's odd on a lot of different levels. I mean, there's a lot of uh, hot takes people have on the whole Burt and Ernie situation, but we have both of those on the Red Wings. And let me just say this. You kind of hit on it. Hey, Burt, like, I heard you. I've heard you talk a bunch. You're always this a personal choice, this, this, and that. You're not playing hockey games across the border. You're hurting the team, and we have to play teams late in the season that might have a lot on the line. Just go get the dang vaccination. Don't be... Uh, Bert, do you want me to start playing this to you as well if you keep this up? You pompous, stuck-up, snot-nosed, giant twerp, scumbag. I mean, I love you. You're, you're scoring goals, but come on, man. You're not smarter than the doctors. Let's get the shot, bro. Let's be a good teammate. And let's put all this to bed, all right? So they're, they're, I'm feeling good about the Red Wings overall, but man... 
they're uh, they're having some troubles as well here, choppy early, but uh, I think they'll be okay. Yeah, they'll be all right. I mean, look, you got to remember this is the team that finished uh, what dead last or or second to last in the NHL last year. So, um, you know, it's it's not it's not an overnight process in hockey. But damn, I mean, Stevie Y has done a, a huge turnaround. And in fact, you know, I'm loving this uh, NHL on ESPN now, which is amazing this year. And uh, you know, even the ESPN guys are shocked at how well the, the Wings are doing. And um, you know, like I said, some good come from behind wins in every game. I mean, they're 4-4-2 four, four, on a little bit of a losing streak right now. But, uh, man, I, I'm, I'm excited for this team. And, you know, I'm, I, I know it's going to take time to maybe be a, a Stanley Cup contender, but I think this team is, is legit uh, in the top, top eight in our uh, conference this year. So let's get it done. Hey, Chops, let's say this. If, if you were to put out a tweet, let's say, and it was about – uh, Bucci Gross maybe being on the broadcast for the Detroit Red Wings a few days ago. I mean, what what might you end that tweet with? I'm just curious. Oh man, if I if I was repping my boy Bucci and he was he was uh, giving the wings some love, I would definitely give him my old hashtag <laughs> Choppy Likey. Absolutely, you're you're always on the ball as normal. Now, one other question: If I was to tell you that my uncle texted me and he said, "Man, I really like this Raymond Lucas. He's incredible." <laughs> And like, I kind of think he's kidding, but I don't know if he has the name confused. And I'm like, yeah, Lucas Raymond is really good. And he's like, you got to love a guy with two first names. You can always have fun with that. So uh, we can call him either name. I think we can call him Ray Ray, which sounds funny. We got Nettie. We got Momo. We got Larks. We got Z. We got Bert. We got Ernie. I mean, there's a lot going on with this hockey team. I got to say, nickname wise, would you, would you hashtag Chappie Likey that as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, anytime you're talking hockey nicknames, you choppy, choppy likey. I mean, you got Fabs, you got Larks, you got uh, Nemi, you got Vladdy, you got, I mean, dude, you just, you go on and on and on and on and on. I mean, it's just amazing. You got, you know, like you said, you got the Burt, you got the Ernie, you got, well, look, and I mean, I have a feeling that your Lucas Raymond is a shot at me from the last time we talked about Raymond Khalif, I mean, Khalif Raymond, I mean, Raymond, what is it? What is it? The the uh, exactly. I know he's like the leading receiver on the Lions right now, uh, Khalif Raymond. But don't yeah, yeah don't don't be putting my boy Lucas Raymond in that category just yet because the kid <laughs> is just so silky smooth money. Uh, Nineteen years old, you know. I think he you know hat trick already, just ridiculous. So uh, yeah, anything Red Wings going on right now? Uh, choppy likey. There we go, everybody. So we know you're craving Lions content, but hey, it's the bye week. We got to talk sports. We got to laugh a little bit. Everybody else will tell you all these boring stats and put you to sleep on their podcast. We're trying to entertain you here. So we got we got a rant on uh, on that guy from from Green Bay. I mean, we all know I could summarize that pretty quick. You pompous. So we got that in off the top. Then then we uh, we we further lit the fire of Chappie Likey, which is which is I think top three trending worldwide now. We we gave I gave some piston take again. We gotta get we gotta get a new nickname. Beef stew ain't cutting it. Um, you know, lots of good nicknames on the Red Wings. Got into all that. So everybody, let's take a quick break, get our great sponsors in here, and we come back. I mean Again, you guys heard me go crazy on Wednesday. I think Choppy has a uh, Michigan football rant. I also want to whoop up, uh, whoop up the basketball team. I know Chops has thoughts on the hockey squad. And then we got big-time Detroit Kool-Aid to pour out to end the show. So, everybody, we'll be right back. 
Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, I am fired up. I am excited to tell you about one of our new great sponsors. Now, by now... Most of you have probably heard of Reality Sports Online, the powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, it's time to go see what the buzz in the Dynasty fantasy community is all about. Free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first round rookie options, and so much more. Think it sounds complicated? It's not. The best thing about Reality Sports Online Fantasy Front Office is that it doesn't take any more time than a standard league. It just requires more strategy. Do you think you're among the fantasy elite? Well, this is the platform to test your mettle. Still not sure? You can test your general manager skills for free in a mock free agency auction. So here's what I need all you guys to do. Head over to Reality Sports Online. You'll hear me talk about it on the show and call it RSO. Head over to Reality Sports Online and check them out right now. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, we're back from the break. Thank you so much for listening to our sponsors. We got the one and only Choppy Chop here on the show talking Detroit sports. We got some Lions takes, some rants, lots to get into oh, here on the oh, back Oakry, part of the show. Oh, okay, breaking news, breaking <laughs> oh, news. Boy. Oh, boy, what do you got? Breaking news. I just got I just got notified here. Uh, yep, the Twitter machine. I just got a, a message here, a direct DM from Twitter. And uh, hashtag Choppy Likey is trending number four in the nation right now on the old Twitterverse. Number four? I just said number before the four. break that you were three. We went down. No, no, no. no. I, I think it went up. It went up. Okay. Oh, wait, no. Is it one more? Four more than four is more than three, right? No? I oh. don't know. Raymond Khalif, oh. Lucas Ray, Raymond Luke. I don't know. We don't know. Everything up is down right now. I mean, we, we don't know after that Aaron Rodgers rant we had. But, hey, man, I mean, that's big things. I mean, what what would you expect from such a great, incredible tagline, like hashtag choppy like you here on the show? Nothing better. I mean, it's it, it's almost as good as uh, this. Drink it in, man. <laughs> Not quite though. So let's let's keep this thing moving, man. Here, here's the thing. I mean, everybody knows we're doing a Detroit Sports Roundtable. 
you know, everybody knows here on the Kool-Aid cast, there's this thing called the sport we shall not speak of. Stefan on the Wednesday show tried to squeak it in. He started talking about, you know, this, that, and the other. I mean, he was talking about, uh, you know, that sports on, like, the diamond. It, like, puts a lot of people to sleep. It's not very entertaining to watch. You know, it's, like, just very unbearable. So I had to drop the Jim Rome hammer on him as he was talking and sounded something like this. Ah! No. You don't like that color. I don't like that color. Not a very good Everybody knows I don't let, you know, us talk about the sport we shall not speak of. So, I mean, uh, I guess I'll do it here for a second. I mean, let's just talk about it. Let's get into the hot topics going on with the sport we shall not speak of. All right, good talk. So uh, next on the docket, choppy chop. We got Michigan football. (laughs) Like, a game went down Saturday. Michigan Wolverines against Sparties from the East Lansing. Me and both of you bleed Mason Blue. You know, there are reports out there that you were at this football game. I mean, I've said my piece. Stefan on the Wednesday show said he was in a car with his girlfriend during the game trying to listen to it. So, of course, I read him the riot act for that. But I'm pretty sure you have a take about this college football game that went down on Saturday. Go ahead, sir. Oh, yes, Oakery. I can indeed confirm the reports that uh, Choppy was at – in, in enemy territory in East Lansing, in Spartan Stadium, uh, really just, you know, holding my gut, trying not to vomit amongst all that green bullshit uh, that was going on. Sorry, uh, <laughs> exploit that. And, um, you know, look, I was I was rocking my maize and blue and I was surrounded by a bunch of green nonsense. And we start off the game amazing. I thought, you know, we, we went up quick. And we, you know, and it just all collapsed. And man, you know, I'm so sick and tired of this Jim Harbaugh narrative of just not being able to win a game against the Spartans, the Suckeyes, and any team that's actually like has a winning record, man. I, I, you know, I was, I, I was backing him. I backed it. I like the hire. I've said, stick with it. I've said, give him a chance. But man, you know, nine and three, ten and two, when you lose every year to Ohio State and Michigan State or Penn State or any other team coming out of the Big Ten that's actually decent is just I'm done with it, man. I, I'm done with it. How do we blow a lead? I know the officiating was awful, but I mean there were calls on both sides. I cannot blame the adjust the officials on that, uh, even though they did take away a touchdown from us that would have been the game. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I mean, look, it's just I'm so tired of the Michigan narrative of losing in East Lansing, not beating the suck eyes. And man, I just want to, I just want this. I bleed maize and blue and I just want this team to be good and to actually beat our rivals. And I just don't see Harbaugh doing it. Um, and I'm ready for, I, I mean, man, I, I, even this year, I was like, this could be our year. I'm so ready for a change. So ready. Well, there you go. I mean, it had to be tough to be in that stadium, no question. I mean, I I I thought it was actually a classic football game if you look at it from a big picture perspective. But obviously, like, if you're a Wolverine, I mean, it's an absolute dagger to the heart. 
that you, you just can't take a touchdown off the board. Again, I've already went crazy about it on the previous show, but that just can't happen, especially on a call that's that close. Yes, you have to stop the running back. Yes, there was a whole another half to play. I get it. But that's a that's a way different ball game if, if you let that happen right at the end of the half, as well as I went crazy on our boy JJ. Jobs was like, this guy fumbled it once, then they put him back in to run a read option of all things from a true freshman. Not only did he put the ball on the ground, but then he lazily turned his back to the play and let it sit there and let the other team pick it up. Crucial late in the football game. Like, that was... That was the big one to me. I mean, that's not only inexcusable, that was just a... To me, it felt like that's when not only the tide really turned, but that's when he pretty much gave it away with that one simple non-handoff. So, I mean, Jim Harbaugh, this, that, and the other. I mean, you got to beat your rivals, there's no doubt, but... That was a game that a few plays here or there, as well as you just you can't let a running back go for five touchdowns and almost two hundred. That's just ridiculous. I don't care who he is. Yeah, I I mean I think you so you bring up a really good point, and I mean I hate to keep going back to, to Harbaugh, but I do not understand this whole two quarterback mishmash throwing JJ. You know, I mean. McNamara goes down and runs runs two scoring drives. I know we didn't score a touchdown in the red zone, the one play, but dude, I mean, he's we're we're up ten nothing, and then all of a sudden Harbaugh decides, well, let's get a little cute here and throw JJ in for us for to start a series, and 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 I'm like, wait, what? I don't understand it. I just don't. There seems to be no rhyme or reason of when he makes a change, when he brings in JJ. I mean. Mac, I mean, look at the stats. McNamara was put was playing a hell of a game. He was making passes. He was getting stuff done. And then all of a sudden, it's like we put in JJ, which normally means we're just going to do some stupid trickery, wildcat, make him run it, hand, you know, shuffle, whatever. What then? But then a few times they actually had him throw the ball. And I, I don't know, man. I'm just like I I can't stand the whole two quarterback thing. Um, just McNamara was hot, and then you took him out. And I'm like, why? Why? Just keep your pedal on the, keep your foot on the gas, you know, choke these guys out, go up 17, nothing, you know, instead we'd start playing games and dinking around. So, and then again, you're right. In the critical time where we needed a drive, we needed to sustain something. And it, no, it goes right back to JJ again. And I'm like, what are we doing? McNamara's phone for over 300 yards. Why are we putting this other guy in? What the hell are we doing? And you're right. I mean, he, he crapped it away with his butterfingers. Well, here's a couple things. One, like, I'm glad you said I made great points. I was right. I mean, that's that's been a previous gimmick here on the show. Is I'm, I'm normally pretty right and pretty good here on the show, I must admit. But, I mean, here's where I got a beef with you. And, again, I've been known to give the guests a hard time and kind of be contrary because I think that's a bunch of Monday morning quarterback BS from you. I feel like J.J. is a great player. You wouldn't say any of that until things go wrong. I'm totally fine with them bringing him in because he's a shot in the arm and he's a great young football player that's going to be the leader of this team here probably starting next season season so I'm all for getting him snaps he's been very good up to that point my beef is just on that play you can't put the ball on the ground I got no problem with him coming in he made plays uh in previous games I mean it's just that's a whole like it went wrong so now I hate it type of take instead of it's been fine all year and then here it bit us and now people want to hate on it in my opinion uh, I've been I've been hating on it all year because I don't like the two quarterback swing around. I just don't like it. Um, I mean, look, you want to bring him in and let him run a series, fine. 
but you know, I, I just don't, I, again, it, and I won't say that he's the one that cost us the game. I mean, he had a touchdown pass to Anthony earlier in the second quarter. Like, I mean, you know, he's not a, he's not a bum by any means. I just don't like the going back and forth, especially when Kate is seemingly on a roll. You know, I think at one point he, like he had completed like 11 straight passes and then we bring in JJ and I'm like, all right, well, let's just kill our momentum there. And, and speaking of momentum killer, I mean, how many damn times did we get a penalty because we're trying to change the defense when right in the middle of Sparty in their hurry up? Like, how do we not get the memo the first time that happens, the second time it happens, the third time, the fourth damn time it happens, and we're still, like, trying to make changes on personnel when we know we can't do it? It's just insane. Like, who is in charge of that? How, I, I don't know. It's, it's nuts to me, man. So, Chubby, here's the thing. You get my blood pressure up. I already yelled uh, on the previous show on Saturday. I've yelled enough about this. If you had to hashtag it, I mean, what is something you might use or might not use that would summarize this game, the defensive coordinator not being able to get people off the field, JJ coming in every few plays? What might you not use if you were going to put a tweet out and maybe hashtag it? Oh, if I had to sum up this game in one hashtag, it it would definitely not be choppy likey. <laughs> yeah, I figured as much. So so here's the thing you might likey, and this is Michigan hoops. Now, Jawan Howard, everybody had questions about him. He's come in and been absolutely incredible as a coach, a leader, a guy with swag, a tough guy on the, on the uh, court for his team. He's getting great recruiting classes. He's bringing people in. So... I just think it's going to be really fun to watch Michigan hoops. Now, again, I'm not giving up on Michigan football by any means. I'm hoping that they can run the table. You know, you, you did mention something earlier that I like to accentuate um, here on the show when possible. You know, they play a few games, you know, coming up in the Big Ten that might be tough. But then they have this one at the end of the year. And we won't get into that now. But I, you hit on it. I guess I'll hit on it again. I mean, it's this simple. Hey, listen, Ohio State sucks. <laughs> so i think juan howard believes that jim harbaugh everybody in the michigan program so they got to take care of business there but i just think it's gonna be fun to watch uh, michigan basketball this year they've got um you know guys coming back from previous year where they made a deep run they've got some young cats coming in again college hoops is really hard for me to keep up on with i'm not a recruiting guy even though i love the draft and love young players and their prospects and all that it's hard to keep up with all this so i can't give you a full breakdown of the roster but i know Jawan's gonna have them going i know that we've always been a football school but to be honest I mean, the basketball school, basketball part has been doing it for, for the University of Michigan here recently. So I think we're one week uh, as we're recording here to when they'll be tipping it off. So going to be excited to watch those boys get it done again this year and make a big tourney run in March. Yeah, absolutely, man. Michigan Hoops is back. I don't care what people say about, you know, I mean, we're back. And we were back before Joan even got came back. I mean, Beeline had this team going. Uh, you know, he makes a... a in my opinion, he makes a bad decision to go to the NBA, but you know, uh, 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 his loss is our game because then we we swoop in, we get Howard, and man, I just I can't. It, it, Oak, whenever I'm in a bad mood, all I need to do is play the sound clip of Mike freaking Valenti talking about how terrible <laughs> Juwan Howard is going to be, and I can just tell him to roll that up and smoke it because <laughs> Juwan has been amazing. 
And, uh, you know, and, and again, it just makes Vlenny sound like the idiot that he is. So oh, exactly. uh, I love it. I absolutely love it. And yeah, he's got this team rolling, man. I mean, we got Eli Brooks coming back. We got Hunter Dickinson coming back. Um, I mean, we got studs. I mean, his, his recruiting classes have been, I think, top five over three years in a row now, two, back to back to back. So we're, man, we're rolling. And uh, th- this team's going to be, they're going to be going, going into a long run again. Hopefully we can get a little championship action going. But we'll definitely be going deep into the tourney when it comes down to it. And uh, I anticipate them, you know, being tops in the Big Ten as well. We definitely like to cut those nets down. There's always a college team or a college player that jumps out of the woodwork, too. So I'm curious to see who that'll be. And, and Choppy, on a very side tangent, I just want to let you know, this whole episode, I've literally been drinking Detroit Blue Kool-Aid here while we're doing the show. And I'm wearing my hat like Dan Campbell, halfway on my head, like he does after every uh, post-game presser. I'm sure you've seen it. I'm I'm shocked that people haven't made a bigger deal out of this. But I'm repping Dan Campbell with a hat halfway up my head here. So there's that. And, and I want to just toss it to you for Michigan hockey takes because they got like their whole, you know, half their team is the top, you know, part of the NHL draft. They got players everywhere. They're putting up W's. Are they going to bring home a national title for the University of Michigan this year? Woohoo! Okay, you're, now you're talking my language, baby. You know I love my <laughs> hockey. And uh, look, man, this, uh, this team is amazing. You hit on it. I mean, I, you know, just ridiculous draft picks uh, that are that all decided to come back. Um, you know, the, the kids, all these kids that were drafted in the top five of the NHL draft all decide to come back. And I mean, this team is just loaded with pro talent. It is absolutely ridiculous how many players on this squad are going to be playing in the NHL in the near future. Um, you know, the team's the team's hot, man. I think they're they're uh, I think they finally got their first loss last weekend, but Dude, they're ranked, I think they're ranked uh, number one, maybe two in the nation right now. And they are just ridiculously good. I mean, you watch them and I watched a couple of these games and it's like, they're not even, it's like they're, it's like they're pros playing against minors. It is absolutely ridiculous. They have so much talent and uh, yeah, man, you know, here's another, uh, here's another uh, hashtag that I like to throw out there. If you're following me at chops in the D is I get a little hashtag go blue hashtag pro blue because we are just loaded with pro talent there you go he's always putting out those tweets everybody repping and like you say michigan they beat a couple really high ranked top teams they're right up there in the top one or two in the nation that's going to continue with the type of snipers and the type of uh, hockey team they're putting together so we may be disappointed about saturday on the gridiron but we got hoops we got hockey we are the winningest program in all college football so you got that and i'm sure michigan hockey We'll have a little something for that team down south when they face it. Hey, listen, Ohio State sucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Choppy, yes, I think I, <clears throat> I think we've teased it enough, man. We're here kind of toward the end of the show. How about we talk some Lions here on the Kool-Aid cast? How about we do that to get people out of here with some positivity, maybe some Kool-Aid and cornbread? Yeah, let's serve it up, man. I'm ready to go. We've, we've gone now 30-some-odd minutes. And uh, it's time to get to some Detroit Kool-Aid. <laughs> so, so here's what I want to start with, man. Again, I've been getting some actually Valente-type heat here recently on Twitter. You guys can find me at Derek Oakery. That's spelled D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E, just like on the uh, logo of the show. 
you know, I was I was throwing it out there, chops, that at the trade deadline, I love Taylor Decker, but if I get an amazing offer, I would have moved him. I love DeAndre Swizzle. He can run. He can do it all. He'll run you over if he has to. But if somebody gives me a premier asset for a running back, I don't care what your name is. I'm willing to move you for the right price. You trade about 10 times a day in our 32-team fantasy league that we do. So you're willing to wheel and deal. TJ Hawkinson. I was willing to consider an offer if I got multiple assets that I think I could turn into bigger things. Everyone was hating on me. I'm just like, we're 0-8. I feel like we want as many resources to let Brad Holmes, Dan Freak Campbell build their team. It's taken longer than I would have liked at this point. But I, I want to ask you this. What if... What if everyone's freaking out, Jared Goff's the worst quarterback ever, this team's not going to win a game, so horrible. What if Brad Holmes is sitting back thinking, this plan is turning out beautifully, like we're getting all our young cats opportunities, we got the number one pick pretty much locked up, we'll get Thibodeau, he's a beast, then we'll come back with that Rams pick, we can get a stud or a quarterback, whatever we want to do, like... They may be just rolling this thing out saying, man, we're going to shock the world in 2022. We can't have worse health than we've had, kind of like your fantasy team. And if you get all those guys rolling and you get multiple draft assets and a quarterback and get everything figured out, wide receivers, like I'm thinking this thing could all come together like amazingly well and quickly where everyone is acting like it's a six-year plan at this point. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) so... Okay, so we're 0 and 8, right? Like people are freaking the flip out because we're 0 and 8. Like honestly, what do, I mean, did you expect us to be 8 and 0? Like, yeah, would I like to have a win or two? You know, we had a couple real close games that we could have should have would have won, man. But look, I, I I people if people have turned their back on Dan Campbell or or Brad Holmes already, I'm like I just don't have time for you. Because this, you're right. You're exactly right. Uh, you know, of course, they want to get that win under their belt. Don't get me wrong. No one wants to finish 0 and 0 for whatever. They, you know, 17 now, for, you know, now that we have this extra crazy game in there. But look, we're coming off a bye. We, you know, the first eight games are done. We got nine games left. Look, the way I'm looking at it, we're, I really think we're going to go almost 500 in those last, in those last nine games. We're going to win four, maybe five games. And guess what? I still want to get the number one pick, right? I, I want to nail Thibodeau. I think that guy is a game changer. But but we have so many positive things to look at about this Lions team, too. I mean, <clears throat> you know, you pointed out some of the some of the negatives. But again, to me, even despite our injuries, our O-line has been really, really good. Like Jonah Jackson is rated one of the highest O-linemen in the league right now, according to PFF. Like, I, I mean, we've been doing all this without Ragnow, without Decker, and now we're getting them back, right? Penny Sewell, yeah, he's had his ups and his downs, but dude, the guy is just a freaking anchor on the line, and he's shown versatility to move from right to left. So, man, I, I am ha- I'm so happy with where our O line is. And again, the other thing with the injuries is we're getting these other kids chances to play, right? I mean, get names like AJ Parker and other other people in the secondary that no one would have given a clue about or even given a chance to play. And we're seeing what they got. So yeah, we're going to get a high draft pick. Um, we're going to get a second draft pick from the trade that we made from the, with the Rams. And yeah, I, I, look, rebuilds are painful. Okay. 
They are. They're not. No, you know, fans don't love them, and I get that. I totally get that. But you can't give up halfway through the first season of a rebuild. You just can't. Exactly. Let's play a little game here, Chap. I put it out on my Twitter recently where I ran down like this list of probably 15, 20 plus guys that I feel like are the kind of the foundation, the young talent, the guys that you want to keep around. So let's name some of these off the top of my head. You can help me if I forget any. Let's start on the defense side of the ball. Romeo Okwara, Derek Barnes, Mr. Okuda. We've got... Um, you know, we got some dogs up front named Levi, named Aleem McNeil. You know, am I missing guys so far on the defensive side? That's already like six or seven guys on the defensive side that are foundation pieces. Yeah, I'd say don't forget about Julian Okora, who's really stepped up since his brother got hurt. There you uh, go. I like what I'm seeing from him. Um, but yeah, what about- I mean, look. What about Iffy? You know, we got Iffy, Iffy that has Mel- That's played. right, Iffy Melifanwu. Don't forget about your boy A.O. Um, I mean, he's still only 25. I know it seems like he's been here forever, but yeah, man, he's 25 years old. He's he's I, just, to me, he's a corner piece. I'm a little And then, of iffy. course, your boy Tracy Walker, you know, <laughs> he's only 26. I'll, I'll I'm, a, I'm a little iffy on A.O. He's, he's playing pretty weak, if you ask me. I know he's got some three interceptions. I know he's he makes some plays sometimes, but he doesn't look like he wants to tackle. I just don't see what I want to see, but... He for right now he's he's obviously the best we got, but I'm a little disappointed in my guy. Now you got to eat a little crow on Tracy Walker. You threw him out a long time ago. He has started to turn it on. I still don't know if that's him or if the other guy's him or what he has or if he's really a ceiling keep type guy or if he's just having a decent season and a horrible year for the Lions. But he has been making tackles, making hits, getting his hands on a couple balls. Like I, I like what I see from number twenty one. Yeah, I mean, look, he's got a sack. He's got four uh, defended passes, you know, I think 40, 45, 46 tackles. Um, But, uh, you know, like you said, you know, is he the shiny turd amongst a bunch of turds? Like, what? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. So, but again, you know, I I think that, uh, you know, he's he's made the best of a bad situation this year. That's for sure. Um, You know, if, if he can keep it up, if he can continue this on, I think uh, I think he may find a place on this team. And I, I want to go back to AO real quick. I don't think AO is the way he plays is not he's not the he's not he's not the kind of guy to be the centerpiece corner, right? He's a great complimentary corner. So if Jeff Okuda is our number one corner and our stud guy, I think AO fits a really nice spot being his uh, you know, his secondary guy. So you're at you've asked him to be the be the guy. And I don't think that's his game isn't really built that way. So, you know, I think he's been in a situation where he's not as comfortable as he would like to be either, um, you know, guarding those top players where, you know, if Jeff Okuda would be doing that and then, you know, he would be kind of backing up. But um, but look, yeah. you know, he's I, I like I like what I've seen from him, again, <laughs> considering, you know, the fact that we're getting like no pressure on the quarterback. Our, our our safety situation has been not the best. Linebacker situation has gotten a little better. I mean, I don't know how how the heck does Anzalone all of a sudden get like 10 times better after we let Mr. Jamie Collins go. That cracks me up, but yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot to talk about there. I mean, it's crazy. Anzalone like wasn't good, then he got real good, and then this last week he had a, like a 20 grade from PFF. So I don't know what's going on there. Now you did say. Uh, 
you did mention the word turds. I mean, I don't have the sound bit, but as Dan Campbell has been quoted, there's no turds here. Okay. First and foremost, uh, let's get that out of the way. Second of all, let's move to the offensive side of the ball. We've got a guy named TJ Hawkinson. We've got Swizzle. We've got Swag. We've got Decker, Jonah, Ragnow, Sewell. We, we've got St. Brown as a slot receiver. You know, the, that's a core again to build off, especially with the big boys up front. So as people act like we have nothing just because they want flashy wide receivers right this moment, they want, you know, a, a dynamic, do everything, all world quarterback. And yeah, we want those too. But as you said, first year of a retool, rebuild, you know, build it from the ground up. You're not going to have all those fringe, fancy pieces that you are going to add at the end you know, of the beef stew. You're going to add those. You're not going to start the stew with with those. I mean, those are those are the, the extras that you put on later. So I feel like that's a good core on the offensive side of the ball as well. Young guys, guys that can be here and then start adding like those big names, the quarterback, you know, uh, a dynamic WR1 or WR2. And you already got Saint, who's like a 2-3 um, type player. So, and, and who knows what Raymond Cleef, I mean, Cleef Raymond can do. Um, you know, he could be a depth guy that you keep around as well. So, and Cephas is still there. So I think there's, there's pieces to build off people act like it's just nothing there I don't see that yeah I agree I mean look you know when you're asking guys like you know St. Brown and <laughs> Khalif Freeman and uh, Quintez Cephas to be your number one I mean that's just they're just not that guy like it's not them so but look are they a good two three three four four fives hell yeah they are I think they are um, you know, if Tyrell would have stayed healthy and could have been a legit number one wide receiver, I feel like you would have taken some pressure off of those other young cats. And again, I mean, you look at these, and I say young cats because, I mean, look, Cephas, second year. <laughs> uh, Trinity Benson, first year. Um, you know, Khalif Raymond, I think five years, right? I'm on Rob you know, rookie. Like, dude, these guys are freaking young. They're, they're, they're all crazy, crazy young. And I think you plop in a nice wide receiver one, maybe a wide receiver two, and you let those guys battle out for three, four, five, and your team looks significantly different. And, uh, and of course, you know, I like with Swift. I like with Swag. I mean, they're, they're great. I mean, of course, you don't even need to say any more about Hawkinson. I think uh, Grandpa Fells is filled in just fine um, as a secondary guy. And, again, I, I mean, the O-line to me is just uh, – that's our shining star right there because we've had a ton of injuries, and they've still – stood tall and you know and they're getting high graded so but but you got to see the o-line together you know what i mean like we don't know what it's going to be like Sewell back at the right decker at the left we're not going to get to see rag now the rest of this year so really not going to know the ultimate potential but like just assuming that by next year we got a better overall roster we've got more playmakers and those guys are back ready to roll like i think that's when the whole picture comes together and that's what i'm trying to get people all excited about that's the kool-aid i'm trying to serve up here drink it in what if what if it's really bad right now? What if it's really bad the rest of the season? What if we only scrape out one, two, three wins, but we get Thibodeau? <laughs> then we add another great draft by Brad Holmes. We get some free agents that have game. We fix the wide receiver position heading into next year. 
and we just start rolling with our offensive and defensive lines and whatnot next year. Like that's what everyone should hope for. That's what you should be saying, man. This is what the big picture. This is what Brad Holmes is buying into. This is what he's trying to build. And I hate to quote Brad Holmes, but I will because you brought him up. I mean, who the hell is Trinity Benson? <laughs> I mean, when your GM says that and then he gives up two draft assets and then that guy comes in and does nothing for half of a season, I mean, that's not that great, but maybe he has a vision. I'm going to, like, assume that he is going to be great. I mean, that's what we have to do on this show. I mean, it might take a couple side side items to get it done. Cornbread! Cornbread! <laughs> but I sure hope Trinity Benson is good. So, Choppy, man, we went... Longer than we thought. We've laughed a bunch. We've went on some tangents. We've had some rants. We've dropped some sound bits. I mean, I think that Dan freaking Campbell and Brad Holmes are going to end up out of all this with a mean, nasty, dynamic football team in Detroit. And that's what we all want. It can happen. It will happen, bro. Drink it in, man. Hashtag Oakry Likey. Oh, oh no! That doesn't—it just doesn't roll off the tongue like choppy likey. But I will end it with a choppy likey because I agree. This team is going to be big. They're going to be nasty, and we're going to be—you know—we're going to be eight eight games into next year. We're going to. This is just going to be an afterthought of what was last year because this team is going to be good, and um, you know we're we're ready to go. Exactly. So everybody. Um, always great to have Chops on the show. Give him a follow at Chops in the D. Definitely hit that hashtag. I know that'll make him laugh and it'll get me uh, to see it as well. Um, thank you so much for listening to the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Drinking it in twice a week, Wednesdays and Fridays. Uh, we're on a bye week here for the football team, but we're still bringing you content. We're still laughing, trying to enjoy ourselves. Hope you guys are as well. So everybody have a great weekend. Take care. We'll catch you next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. Drink it in, man. Pack the bag. Start the plane. This game is over. It is over. What a comeback by the Lions. Drink it in, man.